that day. I'm Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Yo. Uh, it's a bit early, but we're, we're, we're here. Yeah. And we're doing it for you, folks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm awake. I'm here. The microphone is here. It's, uh, it's been just... All in a week since you looked at me. No, there, there's no bare naked ladies allowed on this podcast. It's very early. It's brand. No, it's too early for that. It's too, it's too God early. God damn it. Chicken to Chinese. <laughs> no, Chinese no. This is already off the rails, right out of the gate. The sad part is I used to fucking love that song. Did you really? I mean, I love bare naked ladies. Yeah, I, was, I, I did. I was, I don't know, 12. I wasn't into Canadian bands. You. Besides Brush. They're Canadian? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That, doesn't that make like a lot of sense? Because don't they seem like the nicest people on the planet? They do seem nice. They seem like really like, really yeah, nice. He's watching X Files with no lights on. What are, I mean, I love one of the friendly man. One of the lyrics is "I just made you say underwear." Like they're just. I don't even just, know that one. That's hilarious. a deep cut. Just, they're just hilarious people. I mean, Chickadee China, the Chinese Chicken, will go down as probably one of the, the worst best lyric worst in, lyric. In, in but you can say that to anyone of a certain age, and anyone knows exactly what you're referring to. That's 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 legacy. It's like it's it's legacy. the durable legacy of bare naked ladies. Also, pretty great band name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bare naked is one word. Weird. Yeah. Weird no, choice. This it's, it's you know what it's I don't I don't think once they get inducted into the rock and roll. Yeah, and like in like fifteen years, we'll be bitter. Like, bare naked ladies should have been in the hall by now. This is <laughs> bullshit. You know what they did for music? Oh man. Anyway. Hey, how's it going? Oh my God, good to see you. It's I, good to see I'm you just too. back from the Bay. Oh, that's right. You had a spent the entire weekend, the weekend up there at the Natural Wine Festival, as as one does, as you do, as as I do. Um, it was quite the time, I'll say that. Uh, it's called Brumaire. Yeah, it's uh, a Natural Wine Festival in Oakland. It's the fourth year they've done it. Yeah, you know, I've I've been hearing about it. Yeah. I've been hearing the stories. You got to see it for yourself. I had to go see it for myself. Yeah, a Southern California guy. You know, going up to NorCal. You know, wine people really know how to party. I'll give them that. I would hope so. Yeah, they're surrounded by alcohol. So <laughs> it's you know you got a lot of California natural producers and you had some some bigger name European guys. Yeah, just wild Frenchmen and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, it was it was rad. I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time in Oakland, and it was cool to see it. Cool to try some try some spots. Yeah, what'd uh, you hit? Give, give us the highlights. You know, there the was rundown. this place right. All right, so Ordinaire is the natural wine store that's kind of uh, you know started the West Coast natural wine thing. Right. Um, Quinn, who used to work there, moved down to LA and opened Psychic Wines, right. which has become our favorite store. Right. And um, so Ordinaire is really cool because it's like a bottle shop and a bar and they have food and people are like outside of tables yeah. drinking. So it's like that vibe. It's like very European. Yeah. Like you're, you're drinking in the street. Ooh. People are smoking roll your own cigarettes. Ooh. You know, uh, you can get they're a probably, shark. They're probably smoking spliffs out oh, there. Oh, probably too. smoking spliffs. Yeah. There's probably some, some marijuana. You can in get those a cigarettes. charcuterie plate. And uh, it's just it's a it's a good scene. I wish L.A. had a place that was like that. I mean, I can't really think. Obviously, like Silver Lake Wine is kind of a hub for tastings and yeah. community, but it's like there's no tables that just chill outside in front of Silver Lake Wine and drink a bottle. I don't know, man. I, that I, that that was my biggest gripe getting back from Paris. I was like, right? why don't we have this? It, here? it was you know I've never been to Paris, but it was a European vibe yeah, in that like sure. you're outside and you know you're outside, everyone has those little glasses and you're holding them just in the sidewalk. 
It smells of, you know, Benson and Hedges cigarettes or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> no, no. It's all about the Bali Jag. Oh, yeah. Everyone's all about to roll your own on that oh, scene. God. So Greg Barris in the corner. Yeah, exactly. What? What are you Shout doing Shout out here? to Top 10 guest Greg Barris. So, actually, I think the highlight for me was the night before the festival, which was funny because everyone went so hard Saturday night. And then you, like, woke up Sunday and it was, like, a whole day of wine days. And I was like... Ooh, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> Saturday was, uh, you know, I guess the official pre-party. And it was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So it was on, so Treasure Island is this island that's between Oakland and San Francisco. Like you go through it on the oh, bridge. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, every, more, normally people just drive over it, but you can get off. And it's mostly like industrial, like where, there's not really it's anything there. It's a man-made there. island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's natural, but it's mostly like there's nothing there. But I guess there is like a winery or a brewery that's on the island and that's where the party was and it's you know huge warehouse space Ooh, but just like we had already come from eating dinner i didn't even know what to expect at this party but it was like they had a guy grilling like huge shanks of lamb they Ooh. got like oysters coming off the grill they, they know had, how to live that they know how to throw a party for you i know <laughs> they so there's this place ops pizzeria in brooklyn and they were there and they had these like mini mobile pizza ovens and they were just cranking out pies like wood fired one or no the, they're the like Breville tiny ones. yeah maybe yeah, yeah. it's that they're like it's, tiny it's, little it's like ones. personal ones yes right? yeah, yeah. so those were just like cranking out free pizza just like everyone oh man and then i guess it was just like everyone had just brought wine so there's probably like 400 bottles of wine that were just like around yeah and it was just, just like just, just for absies yeah. people were pouring other people wine i mean it was like pretty ideal party situation yeah. it seems like an ideal uh, party great situation. dj uh just like it was cold but like everyone was like dancing i saw a shirtless man <laughs> There was a shirtless man there drinking wine. That was according that, to your pictures. That was the next night. That was after. Oh, was it? So the fest was all Sunday um, in downtown Oakland, and then the after party was at Ordinaire Sunday night, and it was like it got fucking wild. It got wild. People are up on the bar. I saw the people are they're taking ki- off their fucking clothes. Coyote uglying the entire like as it was wine bar. fun as fuck. People were pouring magnums off the bar. I saw like the, I love the punctuation for your. I think it was either your story or your like inst- like your actual like Instagram picture uh, was just a literally a garbage like like a refuse bin. No, it was the like, back of a pickup truck. Was it that was, the back of a pickup truck? It was outside of the of the fest I thought, I thought on it was Sunday. Like a fucking like trash container. Guy was just bringing out empty bottles from the from the event and pour and like you know there was hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of bottles. Yeah, it was consumed. just it was just it was just like a sea of bottles. I was like, ah, they don't fuck around. Um, but you know, it's natural wine, so I felt fantastic the next day. Did you? I did. Well, and there you go. Um, is is funny though. It's just like, gotta hand it to those wine people, you know. Wine people know how to fucking live. I mean, that's what it's all about. If it's not about having a good time, what are you even really doing? You're fucking up. That's what you're doing. <laughs> you're, you're you're fucking up. Well, it sounds like you had a good weekend. That's I... always good. Yeah, I mean, I think I drank enough wine to carry me into the week. So, are you are you gonna be a good boy this week? I think I'm gonna, t- <laughs> I think I'm gonna take it easy. You're gonna a take bit. it easy. There was like some after party event at Song last night, and I was oh, just yeah. like, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you know you, it's all about balance. I'm glad, I'm glad that you like balanced out your life a little bit. You woke up bright and early. You made the French press. Mm-hmm. But I'll say yeah. this: I, I wanted to shout out this place in Oakland because Oakland's got cool shit. And uh, there's this place, Boot and Shoe Service. Ate there twice. 
fantastic, fantastic you pies. You yeah, went, you went two times. Yeah, I went two times because wow. there was a there was kind of people eating there before the before the after party. You get you got to get some pizza in you, you know. Before you ate a lot of pizza. I, I, ate, a, you ate, a I pizza. ate a lot of pizza. Really? You ate a lot of pizza. It's so funny when I rolled into that party, I was like. We had just eaten this amazing uh, Burmese meal. Shout out to Grocery Cafe in downtown Oakland. Amazing. Tea leaf salad, catfish in, in uh, tomato sauce, oxtail with mushrooms. Super good. Sounds great. Drank a fucking Magnum at dinner. Sounds even better. And then I got into that party. I was like, it's time for dinner number two. <laughs> I mean, grilled oysters, grilled lamb, and fresh pizza out the oven. That's a pretty ideal party food situation. Yeah, I think I would, I would say so. I, I, you, you, you can't be not stoked if you see that happening. Oh my god! At a party, it's it was so good. Party of the century. You were making some pizzas. I was making some pizzas. I've been, I've, I've realized that my love of pizza and like I used to make pizzas when I worked in like other restaurants, right. but and when you had you always, the prominent yeah. pizza blog, you, yeah, when I had a prominent pizza blog, I, I, I feel like not that I can make it better, but like I want to, I need to cook more at home, just in general, because I, because I want to. And uh, making pizza is like one of those things that you should be able to do at home quite cheaply. And it's, it's delicious. And then there's like a sense of pride. You and know? then you just what? Cook it in your regular oven? Um, well, th- that's the thing. It's like you, I don't have a pizza stone. And I've tried it like multiple different ways. So the best way it worked for me is I just made the dough. I let it rise. And then I put it in my cast iron and like kind of like cooked it on both sides a little bit first. Without toppings. Without toppings. Just the dough. And then put the sauce on and mm. toppings and put it in my oven. That's an interesting technique. Yeah. The home pizziolo by yes. Joel Miller. And I can then, see it now. And then after, to make it crispier, after I took it out of the oven, I put it back on the cast iron to crisp up the bottom. With toppings this time. With toppings this time, yes. So, you, so you're looking for like some good brownage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't really get the leoparding effect. I tried to put it in the broiler for yeah. a little bit, and it, it, it worked-ish. Too much? No, too hot? No, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't too hot. It, was just, uh, it, it just wasn't the right kind of heat. You need the right kind of heat, right, baby. You need that right kind of heat. You need the right kind of heat. But you know what? I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep working on it. I'm gonna keep perfecting it. I made a lot more dough, so I have like uh, what I call future pizzas in my in my in my freezer right now. <laughs> I got a bunch of future pizzas. Did you? Are you just using standard flour? Flour? Like no, I'm zero using, zero. What I'm are we using, talking? Yeah, here? I'm using. It's basically like half double O, half AP, a little bit of salt. Uh, and then Ooh, you better yeast. have me over for a fucking taste test. Sure. <laughs> I mean, th- this this was the first one you made at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been making some at the Wallace too, and just kind of just just fucking around with it, just because I want to kind of hone it in. Maybe one day I'll open a pizza restaurant. I don't fucking know. We Wolf are my oyster. We are in a peak pizza right now. We're in a peak pizza. Yeah, time. I, I could definitely not make it as well as like a lot of these guys that are doing it. It's just, I feel like it would be a disservice to the pizza community well, if I tried to make my own and sell it. <laughs> you, I mean, you really need... And the real pizziolos coming by with rolling pins hitting hey, them we gently heard, into their hey, hands. Hey, we heard you've been putting out some substandard pizza. <laughs> hey, word around town is you're putting out some pretty crappy pizza. <laughs> We're here to see about no, it. No, it was actually very tasty. Um, it's also like a very impressive thing to do, just like... In general, if you go to someone's house and they make, and they, pizza. And they make pizza, like yeah. if they're like stretching dough, and even if it's just okay, you're like very happy. It would be different if like they just were like, "Oh, I'm making pizza," and then they open the package of Bobbly. <laughs> hey, someone wants to throw a Bobbly 
and while we're at a party, I am, I'm never mad to see a bobo. They're just spinning it. Also, the International Pizza Expo happened. It was like a week ago. Yes, I saw that a bunch of food writers were in Vegas a bunch for this of food pizza writers, fest. And, but it's so funny because it's like most of what they Instagram or show is just the pizza spinning competitions because they're so insanely bizarre. It looks amazing, though. It, it does look amazing because it's like... It, they're like gymnasts almost. They have like they have like a they have like a big like area of floor, and there's music going on, and they're just spitting to the music. And he's out there. He's coming in for the big. The dough is up. He has stuck the landing. Yeah, it almost, a perfect it gold medal like performance from Tony. That's what I assume <laughs> that all of their names are. Anthony. Yo, I wonder if you get to pick your own music for your pizza. Pizza slinging floor routine. No, it's, it's all just that's amore. <laughs> I would love to go to the pizza. I feel like we could shine at the pizza expo. I I would die. I, you I might, would die. I, I might die. I might die. I wonder of, how much free pizza you get. I think I think the I think you buy but it, a ticket. But it's like a professional expo for like pizza products and shit. It's not just you, like. But you. Hey, each booth has its own type of pizza. I yeah. I think it's just more. more it's like than that, yeah. with with my new pizza oven with my new pizza stone. <laughs> your pizzas are thirty five percent more effective. But sure. Why not? I, I have no idea. I've never been there. All I know is that there's pizza spinning competitions and they look fucking bizarre. I just want like a guy like a wacky guy. Wearing like you know a chef's hat to like try to sell me like the newest best pizza slicer. What are you using a regular slicer? What's what's like like one like a, like a just a pizza like something to cut pizza? <laughs> it's like electric or something. <laughs> An electric pizza slicer. Look at it go. I mean, because that's what it is. It's like pizza products, right? I think so. I think it's I think it's, I think it's multi pronged, man. Mm. I think there's uh, there's there's lots of different. I could things. see you out there on the floor routine. <laughs> And now, Joel Miller will compete in the pizza slinging competition. Just, His song, Bare Naked Ladies. It's <laughs> And you're just out there like, better. spinning pizzas around to the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> it is really impressive. I think like we as people are just easily impressed anytime someone's throwing dough and then catching it. Like how hard is that to do? It looks very impressive. I think it's... It's one of those things where it's like it's harder than it looks because like imagine this. There's tons of pizza places all over the all over the country. That's true. And there's tons of people that work there. There's kids that work at pizza places. And they can do it. And they can do it. If children can do it. That's that is my that has all always been my like my train of thought when I see when I, in like the culinary world. I'm like, well, if this guy can do it, <laughs> I was like, that's I a good way to think though because it's just like you can learn you can learn how to do anything pretty much like who's this asshole I can yeah. do that fuck you fuck you what are you Tony 13 year old kid <laughs> I can do this shit exactly when you were making the pizza in your house did you give it a little toss uh, a little no throw? no I just stretched it over my I mean like I kind of stretched it out on my counter first and then I stretched it over my like the the ridges of my knuckles I would say okay yeah, just okay. kind of stretched it out a knuckling little bit. it it's not I didn't make a great circle it's not like a, it was perfect mm. also I the, the dough didn't rise enough mm. so you're saying your pizza sucked I'm saying it wasn't perfect okay you know and nobody's perfect you wouldn't last five minutes at the pizza expo I'd walk in he's there he's not throwing them he's putting it on his knuckles I don't know what he's doing I'd walk in and they'd just be like boom <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, come on, man. This is my, yeah, first, this is my first year. Yeah, can you imagine a pizza spinning competition and the guy is just kind of like taking it and whapping it between his hands a little bit? Piggity pizza, the pizza, pizza. You're like, that new guy's dancing to bare naked ladies on the floor routine. Or what he doesn't if, know what or, he's doing. Or what if he's like a, a, a fraud and it's just like, it's like really like Play-Doh or like Gak. That's not even real dough. <laughs> exactly. They run you out of town. 
pitchforks. They run you out of pit, Vegas. Pit, pitchforks and fucking torches. Scandal at the Pizza Expo. Hard-hitting journalism. We that need is. to go. Yes, we're hard-hitting we journalists. We, have, we should go because it's only it's a it's a poultry five-hour drive yeah, away. I will drive five hours to go to a Pizza Expo. I'd drive all night. Um, then you, you hit Celine Dion afterwards. <laughs> it's, 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 it's in her final residency. <laughs> if you don't it? see her now, you'll never see her. Yeah, it's true. God, that taking a fucking dough throwing show, taking a Celine Dion. That's a weekend. That is that is that is definitely a weekend. Then go hit one of the many fine establishments in, uh, on the Strip. Mm-hmm. Maybe Gordon Ramsay's Garbage Fire restaurant. Ooh. Gordon Ramsay should open a restaurant. Gordon Ramsay has like seven shows. He has tons of restaurants around the world. Yeah, I mean, But he does Vegas, not have a restaurant where he yells at you. That seems like the most no-brainer he has a business rest- plan. At Caesars Palace, there's the Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen restaurant, which is modeled a completely... But is he there the- yelling at people? No. I, I think someone's yelling at he people. He thinks he's too good to yell at the masses. He's only going to yell at people on TV. Yeah, I say, really yell at the everyman, Gordon. Give the people what <laughs> they want. At, at the, would you imagine a restaurant themed after Gordon Ramsay where you sit down and a guy dressed like Gordon Ramsay <laughs> comes out and just yells at your at your dinner choices? They're like, what do you have to order? And you're like, I'll have the steak tartare. I'm like, you that is fucking ridiculous. moron. <laughs> steak tartare. You are fucking Tata. And then everyone at the table is like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, Gordon. Gordon. Up to his old <laughs> tricks again. Yeah, it's just like he has like a bad wig on <laughs> and just like a prosthetic chin. So, yeah, someone's just like sharpying <laughs> deep lines into his chin and forehead. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's been a while since I've been to Vegas. Vegas is just like, Vegas is rough. Vegas is interesting. It's like you there's you, there's really good food to be had. There's great food. Vegas to be is had. somehow simultaneously like hilariously fun and like bleakly depressing. It's the, it's the best and worst of having money. Yeah. It's the, because if you have money you can go anywhere you want. You can gamble it away. You could go to a crazy show. Uh, I mean, you can you can eat at an amazing uh, having an amazing meal. There's great bars there. There's just there's a lot. There's a lot of options if you have money. It's just kind of sad. Various pizza expos. There's various pizza places. One of them, my favorite pizza places, Secret Pizza and the Cosmopolitan or whatever, No Name Pizza, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It doesn't have a sign. Um, they make, it, they it's make good? Some, it's great. I love it. They make some good pies. Wow. They got a pinball machine in there, too. I don't even know about that. I yeah. guess they really need to get the word out. Mm, I don't think so. I think they're doing just fine. But, uh, no, it's great. Uh, we, we should go to Vegas. What was your, when you made the pizza, you Instagram tagged it shitty pizza? Yeah, I just, I just found a shitty pizza. Like, Is that location an actual tag. thing? I believe so. I really didn't do any more research into it. You just typed in shitty pizza? I just typed in shitty pizza. Shitty pizza is actually a pretty good name. Or you could just call it city pizza. And it sounds the same kind of. And do a racist accent? I don't think that's a good business plan. It's... There's a place called Bootleg Pizza that I've seen. Okay. So maybe yours has to take that one step further and be shitty pizza. Very, very bad pizza. I like the idea that it's actually bad, though, and it's not even a funny name. It's just like, like, hey, man, we're telling you what it is. I told you it was shitty. Like, this isn't even, you didn't even toss this. Did you knuckle this dough? This isn't even tossed. This is knuckle. Their Yelp is like five stars, and it's like, the pizza wasn't very good, but they were very honest about what they were doing. (laughs) Five stars. I appreciate their candor. Oh, I had some, I had some, man, that Ops pizza was really good. And then this other place, uh, Boot and Shoe Service in downtown Oakland, or uh, by Lake Merritt. So good. Just great pies. And yeah. got the margarita, added anchovies. That's a you pro always add anchovies. move. You always add anchovies. I don't always want anchovies. 
Mm. I actually rarely want anchovies. I think anchovies are kind of making a comeback because for a while they kind of were like the quintessential quote unquote gross pizza topping like in movies yeah, and TV. But then, but like, pineapple, oh, anchovies. pineapple took it over. It, it, it took that torch out of its hand. Mm. Why is pineapple so divisive on pizza? I don't know. I mean, I've never liked because it, it's but, just fruit. But as far as but as far as I can remember, there's always been like Hawaiian pizza. As long as I've like a pineapple and a ham pizza, I've never really had a problem with it. You know, the one at Cosa Buona in Echo Park is so good. They have pineapple. On they pizza? have pineapple. There, there. It's like a really cool way that they did it. The thing is, like, I just don't. I know me, and I don't want it, so I'm not gonna get it. Mm. But if someone was just like, "Hey, I brought a pizza. It's free, and there's some pineapple on it," I'd be like, "All right." I'd have a piece. I'm not like upset. I think denying uh, the, the ham Hawaiian combo, it's erasure of Hawaiian culture. Don't do that. You're being culturally <laughs> insensitive. You have to embrace this shit. I, I, su- I suppose so. I, but anchovies are a very decisive, anchovies, divisive thing. Anchovies are great, though, because they're kind of like, they add like so much umami. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like th- that's so the thing rich. Is that they're a flavor bomb. They're, they're a flavor are, bomb. But, it's, it's, an, but it's, it's like uni almost. It's like an acquired flavor. Mm. That's the thing. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, I wonder if anyone likes anchovies like right out of the gate. Like you're like 12 and you eat one, you're like, I love this. Or is it like you have to every, ease into every it? Every Sardinian, you know? Right. Every, every, every person that likes Lutfisk, every person from Helsinki. Sure. Well, I, you know, I've been upping my anchovy intake across the board, not just pizza-based. And no, I got to say. I think, I think you're just putting in it's eggs. An, you're doing it. It's enriching my life. Is it? Look how look at my skin. You have very healthy. Look, I mean, look at my hair. Thing. Look how glossy my hair. My looks. hair is great and my skin is great, but I don't need a fucking bunch of anchovies. That's true. What's your secret? Uh, your hair is pretty shiny right now. It, it's no, my hair is quite shiny. It, it looks very good. I haven't even been putting anything in it anymore. That's nothing, good. That's nothing, what. That's nothing, my nothing method. All. all natural. I was, put, I was putting. We're like, natural boys. I was, yeah, I was putting some essential oils in it and whatnot. Actually, one time I put olive oil in it. Just. just I've cut. done that. Yeah. It You're cooking. Great. You get a little olive oil in your hand. Yeah. Get, it, get it in the hair. Get in the hair, man. Swoop it through. Well, it's natural. Well, actually, what I do use is if it gets dry, a little coconut oil before the shower. Oh, yeah? Before yeah. the shower. Yeah, and then you just kind of like rinse it out. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, if in the winter it's kind of dry, a little yeah. brittle, it's like get a little moisturizer because I don't really use conditioner or shampoo I just have a lot of protein in my life, so good skin. Okay. Yeah. A lot of protein? A lot of protein, drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. Yeah. I think drink that, a lot of water and wine. I think that's, a, that's the key. As long as you only drink water, natural wine, and coffee. Yeah. Well, I mean, Seven Eleven coffee questionable, but Seven Eleven coffee is not questionable. Seven Eleven coffee is great, um, and I'm actually going to say that it's probably the reason that my skin and hair look better than yours. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the going artificial on hazelnut flavor. From There's 7-11. no hazelnut. They didn't have hazelnut today. Oh it was my actually god! Quite disappointing. How, are you okay? No, but I, I'm I holding tell it together. You, I could tell you were a little off your game, and I was like, "What's wrong with Joel?" I, I had an. I had a good sob on my way over here. <laughs> Just crying in the Kia. Crying in the Kia, baby. Ah. Now everyone's going to know what I drive. They're going to be looking for me. I wonder what the most popular... Do you think hazelnut's the big... I think so, The yes. big ticket item. Vanilla? No. Do they have chocolate? No. No. Chocolate All right. coffee? All right. All right, get this. We're at the Pizza Expo. Sure. You're, wa- you're walking along. Sure. You just saw the floor routine. You're thinking about Celine Dion later. You walk up to my booth. Oh, what's this? I'm wearing a chef's hat. I have a large, comical Italian mustache. Uh, and I'm like, welcome to my booth. You want to know what my product is? What is it? Pizza flavored coffee syrup. I would never have that. <laughs> I would punch you in the face. For, what? For, for I'm a pioneer. <laughs> you know those commercials I where am people groundbreaking. Just, you know those commercials where people just scream at each other? I invented those. Punch in the face. <laughs> I, Pete, and you know, 
if you could distill the pizza essence down, it could be a good coffee additive. That would be so fucking gross. You're right. It would be gross. That would be absolutely This is why I would never make it at the Pizza Expo. This is, this is why you'll never make it at a Pizza Expo. This is why you'd never make it as a food writer. This is why you'd never make it as anything. Mm, I don't know. I don't, all right. Well, next year, we're going to go to the Pizza Expo. Yeah. We'll hit the Natural Wine Festival right to the Pizza Expo. <laughs> we'll fit it both in. Cool. I will be dead by the end of it. <laughs> No, because if you only drink natural wine, you never get hungover. Mm. Now, I imagine that I'll just choke on a crust or something. No, I wouldn't let you. I would Heimlich you. Would you? Yeah. You saved my life? For the good of the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. For the good of the show. No one's ever offered to save my life. Live, damn you. <laughs> we need to record tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good shit. Good. I'm glad that you came back from... Uh, from uh, Northern California, safe and sound and all in one piece. Rejuvenated. You, f you look good. Mm-hmm. God. I mean, I want to be like one of those like old Italian guys where it's like, what's his secret? And they're like, wine. It's the wine. It's the wine and pizza. It's the amount of grease flowing. I feel like once you're an old Italian guy, you can just start saying whatever and people believe you because you're like, hey, the secret? You eat uh, three walnuts a day. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God. <laughs> He's old. He knows. What's the, what's the secret? Uh, one anchovy in the morning, <laughs> two glasses of wine for lunch, and then a sensible dinner. Yeah. The, you know. Liquefied anchovies. Yeah. Lunch wine. I think lunch wine will be my go-to. <laughs> what's, what's your secret? Ten cigarettes a day. No. No. No cigarettes. Uh, two, two glasses of wine at lunch and, uh, you know, a rich anchovy dinner. And then you're fucking good to go. Ugh, very nice. Very, very, very nice. Well, I think maybe it's time to bring our guests on. I believe so. What do you think? I'm, I just said I believe so. Yeah, it's brand <laughs> No, now it's in my head. God <laughs> damn you. You started, you started right off the bat with it, and now I it's... Know. I really feel like this, this episode should be called... Mm, Bare Naked Joel? No. Bare Naked Joel's? No, that's awful. No one wants that. I'm going to start Bare Naked Pizza. Ooh, bear, that's not bad. Bear naked pizza. Naked sure. pizza. Sure. Well, look, you're gonna. We'll start out as shitty pizza, and then the real shitty pizza will sue you, <laughs> and then you'll be like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna have to look this up." Like, Plan right B. Now. Yeah, we have to yeah. look up shitty pizza. I have to look it up. All right. Well, let's bring our guest on. Uh, prominent, a, a prominent man in the LA food world. Been wanting to have him on for a while. Our guest today is Javier Cabral, food writer, man about town, Los Angeles food luminary, one might say. Thank you. That's quite <laughs> you, generous of do you. Do you take that? Yeah, I've never been called it before, but I'm down. Okay, I'm, I'm calling it right now. It's official. You're a food right, luminary. Thank you. Also, uh, cookbook author, recipe developer. Yeah, recipe developer and um, upcoming producer for this super secret. Oh shit! Awesome we can't talk about it. Super secret. Yeah, project. I really want. I really was hoping to be able to talk about it, but it'll be well, out. You can summer. just tease it. You, like you know, you can just tease it. Let the people know that there's a super secret, cool Netflix thing that's about whatever it's about. <laughs> I'm assuming food. We don't know. We don't know. And, and it's like the new Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. It's a Netflix. It's a Netflix epic fantasy food. series. Yeah. I, I'm consulting on the food. <laughs> I will say, I will say, it uh, it, it did uh, land me the job of uh, of uh, getting paid to travel all over Mexico to find the best tacos. Oh my god! Ooh, that's, I, all, if, that's all I will if say. You, if you live in LA and you don't follow Javier on uh, social media, first of all, you're fucking up. Second of all, you're you're messing you're missing some of the finest food content from uh, from Mexico, LA, San Gabriel Valley, and and pretty much everywhere else. I mean, yeah, it's been. 
It's been uh, pretty week. jealousy inducing watching what you get to eat. Thank you. Yeah, you know it's it, it's it's weird. You know, I've been doing this I've been doing this food writing thing for now 15 years, believe yeah. it or not. An OG in the game. So I mean, you started really young. Yeah, I started really young. I started doing, you know, like uh, a blog with, before it induced an eye roll. Um, right, exactly. Back when blogs were cool. <laughs> yeah. You kids, you kids today don't remember, but blogs used to be cool. Before Yelp. Before, Damn, pre-Yelp. Uh, Pre-Yelp. The right. golden age. Yeah, man. And, when, uh, when internet the only way shit to be outraged. <laughs> Wait, was YouTube around then? Yeah. Okay, uh, no, I, no, it wasn't. No, because no, that was like Instagram wasn't it. Instagram wow, wasn't around, there, so there, so there was one there was one author who kind of uh, um, changed my life with that, you know, because I love um, looking at photos of food, but you know, you so you before you would right. have to buy you books, have Instagram. You, you would have to buy books to be. And there was one author who wrote this this book called Everything I Ate for a year, and he recorded everything he ate for a year, and he, and he took a photo of it. Wow! And I was obsessed with that stuff. So <laughs> you know, I, who was that author? His name's. Uh, Oh man, I'm I'm blanking right now. That's such a good but, idea for a book, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to write that book. Something just be uh, a bunch of anchovies and eggs in your book. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all oh, I need. Cool. cool. Like, oh, no anchovies. wonder he's so powerful. Again. he's eating anchovies and oh, garlic look, for he's breakfast. He's at Hail Mary again. I think Tucker Shaw. I think okay. Every it was called everything I ate a year in, the, in, my, in my mouth. And he was like a food writer person. I just like a random I, no. Guy. He wasn't even. I think he. I think he did it more of like a performance. Okay. Like, not performance, but like you know, like an art. Like like an. Imagine it, being like, I want to look at pictures of food i have to go to the library that's that's how and long ago was, you started and this writing. is before you know and this is like you know around the time of, of motorola so there was no iphone <laughs> right you're, you know, you're so flipping like, open your phone yeah flipping over the, open the radio so you actually had so so i you know so bricia lopez the, the co-writer that you know who's a matriarch shout and, out to gail Gaeta. and co-proprietor of gail Gaeta, who i'm writing the cookbook for she she the way she, 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 she the way that she introduces me to people is is oh javier was the first guy i saw pull out a dslr <laughs> At a table. Damn. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, a pioneer yeah, in, in the in field of on table food photography. Because yeah. it was funny. I think you might have actually been there. I was at like a food media mm-hmm. dinner, and like, you know, it's all like food writer people and me. And then, like, I think well, you weren't there. At a, no, at Antonio? Uh, no, I think it was at that fried chicken place. And then uh, everyone yeah. takes out, like, like Esther took out, like, a fucking pro light. Yeah. And I was like, this is why their pictures look so good. Because yeah. they're using, like, professional yeah. photo gear. I mean, and, I, you know, I respect it. And I respect that. Yeah, I've dro- I don't, I'm, de- I'm definitely not as, as committed as I used to be. Do you have a light? You know do you have a light? I do have a light. Okay. I do have a light. And a I realize that you have to have a light. That's and a reflector. A reflector for a, Damn, you know, if you want you're to rolling do, in with a bounce? A cookbook. You know, if you want to do a cookbook, a reflector is like a lifesaver. Okay, so. sure. But not at, not at the yeah, table. Yeah. That's actually a power move. You roll in the restaurant with a full bounce and you're just like, hold on. I need to get the right. You, you just bring a guy that's holding it <laughs> right. right next to you. Who's that? That's my photo assistant. Please don't look at him or talk to him. Yes. He does not get anything to eat. Your pictures always look good, though. I'll say. I don't know. I don't know if you're using the DSLR for Instagram. No, no. But like I said, it looks I, strong. I've got a lazy ear, but it, you know, it's you know, fortunately, iPhone is you know, on on my side. Yeah, it so. looks solid. The eye, you know, the eye, the, the camera eye. Sure. Uh, man, travels in Mexico have been looking so strong. I mean, were you specifically like, I'm gonna find the best taco? Yeah, so for this project that I can't say one hundred percent top secret project. Yeah, yeah, I uh, that that was that was my assignment. I I, I had to travel around um, Mexico finding you know these the best tacos, best stories behind it. So, um, but this project will be out in summer, and everyone will see the fruits of Damn. the tortilla labor um, <laughs> soon. So, what was the what was most surprising? 
The most surprising. The most That's a good question. You know, the most surprising thing that you know that old school taco culture in Mexico is a little bit just kind of dying, to be honest, because it's these old these uh these these labor-intensive um, methods of cooking, you know, like barbacoa and carnitas. It know, takes a long time. So barbacoa, you know, takes like, you know, you have to kill lamb. And in Mexico, it's not as industrial farming as here. So you have to kill it old school style. Right. Um, you get the knife out. Yeah. You sharpen the knife. Yeah, exactly. You, you skin it and then you, you, you put it on the ground for overnight. You, you don't sleep that night. And if you do that for a living, you know, you don't sleep for the whole weekend. Right. And, you know, so, you know, a, a bunch of, uh, you know, the sons and daughters of these, like, these old school taqueros that have been doing it for generations, um, you know, they don't, they're not, uh, they're not like, they, they prefer to like be like a, a graphic designer. Yeah. They're like, like they, want they don't want to get their hands dirty yeah. with lamb yeah. goat blood. Yeah, they're exactly. like slicing necks. That's my dad's shit. I want to move to the city yeah. and fucking, they're you know, playing Fortnite and there's like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have a jewel. I want a bird scooter. So dad, no, I don't, I don't want your life. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that kind of old school, like, uh, culture that that makes great you know uh, stories and stuff right. that, that that's becoming harder to find because I guess millennials don't want to right. work hard these so. goddamn lazy millennials <laughs> are killing the taco industry I've said it before and I'll say it again but I, I mean there has to be some sort of like like movement to get back to those old ways among young people though in Mexico like there has to be some young people who look at the old ways and are like this is rad we can't let this die this is how you make a fucking great time yeah you know as, as you get closer to like you know the urban like you know the, the urban powerhouses like in Me like Mexico City or Guadalajara or Morelia you know right. like or Monterrey like these bigger cities you know there there's a little bit more of like a, a, a chef driver an ambitious driver where, where, where they're doing it um, right but with, with more of a modern restaurant aesthetic sure. but, you know but as far as like old school right. just like tacos, some guy out in the like, country is just yeah. like I'm just time to yeah, kill the sheep yeah 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 so that was the most surprising thing that I and that kind of really inspired me to just like man like someone has to be like out here and be like uh, writing about these things because to, to 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 inspire uh, the youth to to be able to yeah to to like take craft. Some kid is gonna like read your book the way that you read that what I ate for a yearbook and it'll like open his oh, mind to like this whole fucking thing and you'll change like you're a role model you're a taco role model bro. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I I did like a like 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 one of those student um like like one of those student work things. Uh, what's it called like a you know like when you go to school right. and, and, you, and you talk about your career. Oh yeah. At, at Lennox, oh, you did that. I, I, I've done a bunch That's of them. That's awesome. You too. You can are be a like role me. model. Yeah, a bunch of them. Um, and uh and uh, the, I but I did one recently at Lennox at Lennox Middle School. Okay. And like you know down in South uh, in a, in a and and a bunch of kids were asking questions about tacos and like tamales and you know, See, so, that you know, that's like the best end like at a middle school it's like hey you guys like tacos well I get to write about yeah, it and eat them yeah, for yeah. a living Damn, yeah. if, if a food writer had come to my school I don't even know we didn't even get any yeah. cool shit like no, that no it was always just like a fireman it's like if you want to be a fireman yeah. you have to study and not do drugs like it's a, like I don't want to do either of those <laughs> or like or like someone at JPL right? you're cool I want to be right. an astronaut too yeah <laughs> if someone rolled into my school and was like you can drink booze and eat tacos professionally i'd be like sign me up i'll do whatever i have why, to do why do you have like a grizzled 11 year old voice? i was a grizzled 11 year old were, were you? i was i saw a lot yeah, of 11 shit. year old seen some I things saw, i saw a lot of shit anyways but yeah so now there's like it's a cookbook you know it's just coming out soon it's coming out in october congratulations yeah, on that ladies. obviously we're both big fans of gala gates uh one of my favorite restaurants in all of los it's, angeles you know, easily if you haven't been to gala gates and you live in la you're Deeply fucking up. You're really, really. Uh, yeah, you know that's the that's the restaurant that for me, you know, and cap obviously biases, but like you know, uh, I, I'm I'm sorry. Obviously, my opinion is sure, biased, but you know, sure. but if people were to ask me, okay, I only have a like I have a, a layover in L.A. Right, and I can only at one place. Yeah, and I and I and I and I have the ability it's a must to do. be able to drive. Yeah, 
Galaguetza for me encapsulates everything what LA is. You know, wow. it's a it's a Oaxacan restaurant that has been around for 25 years now, yeah. I think, and um, and it's in a former Korean buffet, you know, kind of uh, building looking thing, right? In Koreatown, and it's the second generation, and it's like hyper regionalized Mexican food. Yeah, that is more flavor, what I call flavor accurate than um, than a lot of other places, you know, because they do import a lot of the stuff, and so you know, and and it's it, if you bring someone if you bring someone from from out of town that is used to just eating, you know, your your standard array of like yeah. carnitas tacos yeah, or quesadillas. Exactly. If like, someone's from outside of LA and pretty much any other part of the state, they probably never had, had mo- food like, like or had like mole. Like people yeah. like have never tried yeah. mole before, right. and there's like really run the gamut of flavor um it's which is it was so fucking good i think it guess it was the first time that i ate grasshopper yeah pretty sure yeah chapulinas yeah grass and I, you know i'm the, i'm the same way you know i i uh, i guess i was also the same way that i kind of lost my my fear you know because i you know but it's bu- bugs is bugs, bugs, you know, bugs. yeah if you're it's, if, you know, it's the future sure but you know if you're if you're like raised in, in the u.s or in the west and you kind of you know it's not something that, that you identify as being like yum or tasty right um but yeah now, now i just consider like a salty raisin and just <laughs> Especially, it, I guess, I guess uh, there is an off-menu item that you, that you guys should order one day. It's called a uh, chicharron and chapulín taco, which definitely makes it easier to eat. Pork, oh. pork skin and yeah, grass yeah, taco. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah, with like, with like a CEO avocado salsa. You know, that the sounds works. fucking yeah, it's, good. It's, 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 it's amazing. Hot off-menu garlic uh, inside info is what you get yeah. here I, on Yelling About Fat the Day. Fir- the first time I went to Galagetza was like a decade ago or something. One of my buddies took me over there. And the first thing I notice is that, you know, you go to like a lot of restaurants, Mexican restaurants or whatever, if you want to generalize it, you get chips and salsa, but they don't get chips. You don't get chips and salsa there. You get chips with mole on top mm. and a little bit of, of cheese on it. And yeah. it's just, and I was like, fuck, dude, this is so tight. Yeah, like, this it's is so it good. Really it's perfect. a gateway. It's, it's a gateway drug. It's man. a gate, dude. It's a dude. gateway mole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like sure. it's coloradito, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a coloradito. It's the, the, it's even hard for me to say, you know, it's, it's the, the coloradito coloradito yeah it's like, like a little red mole and yeah, it, it's you know mole. it's it, 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 it hits on all the flavor notes to yeah. make you just like feel like you know like a it sense of, you, of euphoria yeah, you know, like it's like so, it's like ones. crispy salty mm. sweet mm. yeah and if you're drinking it with the michelada it's just like okay it's like, perfect it's, it like, is it is perfect i always it, whenever i go there i always offer the margarita galaguetza because it oh, reminds yeah. me of ecto cooler <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it tastes yeah. like that perfect color it tastes like yeah it's it's like it reminds me of like ecto cooler with mezcal and, yeah. and fucking like and uh and like a, I think is it salt de gasano? Uh like yeah, the the, yeah. Gu, the 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 gusano the, yeah. the, the, worm, the worm salt. salt. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just so fucking tasty. It's so yeah. good. And it's dangerous. Like you have three it goes of those down smooth. Like, that goes oh, down yeah. easy. You can you can draw. I have to go back. God, I gotta go back. I will credit Gail Gates that I was I was in Mexico City and I'd already experienced eating grasshoppers at Gail Gates. So I was with a group of Americans and then like there was like a grasshopper and I just like picked it up and ate it and they're like. Was it good? And I was like, I've been eating grasshoppers for years. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was one thing I saw in Mexico City that I hadn't seen anywhere else. I don't want to know if you saw this. It's ant larva. Oh yeah, for sure. It's uh, that's. Uh, oh man, it's too early in the morning right now. But it's. Uh, it's almost like. It's like this is kind of not gross, but like it kind of looks like, like a row right? or a row. Yeah, yeah, like they're yeah, little eggs. They're ant yeah, eggs. they're basically little ant. I forgot. I'm freeing. Then I'm, you know, I'm yeah, gonna, I forget I'm, what they were called. I'm gonna hate myself later on when, or, when I hear this. Ants later, are but. hormigos. Yeah, hormigas, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a type of ant. Um, and you know, and they usually get a bunch of eggs and they fry almost like a little omelet. Yeah, and it's like it's like almost like nutty and like maybe a little crispy. Yeah. 
Yeah, we know Mexico, Mexico before it was colonized by the Spanish was a very indigenous, you know, culture yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and, and they ate lots of bugs. So, okay. so uh, they ate lots of bugs, they ate uh, algae. Um, okay. As well, from like rocks on like in the lake in Mexico. This is why Mexico is going to do so much better after like society falls than like <laughs> m- Americans because they're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll just eat the algae and the bugs. Americans yeah. would be like, we don't have any string cheese. Yeah. <laughs> We're dying yeah. in the streets. And and all this rich food history is is, is the reason why Rene Redzepi just like fell like like and, head like head over yeah. heels oh, yeah. over Mexico. Oh, you know, right. it just it was just like. If it was if you were to take away if if you if you were to have uh, Copenhagen with like beautiful beaches right. and, and like and and better weather right then it's like yeah Mexico so yeah it makes sense that someone from like Scandinavia would like fall in love with Mexico it's just so opposite like yeah. we're lucky we're like you know in a lot of ways Southern California is similar to yeah. Mexico it's kind of right there for us but imagine coming from the other side of the world and seeing Mexico for a second you're like yeah. fuck. So, so Oaxaca, Oaxacan food um, honors a lot of the indigenous kind of origins of Mexican food um, in a very pure way that in the way that, that other regional styles do not. Because the Oaxaca still has right now around 16 um, different indigenous um, cultures wow. within the desert of Oaxaca um, with different dialects that still also practice there. You know, the, the same food that they've had for fucking Right, those traditions go back since so like, Since far. like the 1500s or before. The, the, there's actually one one uh, culture one re- one uh, indigenous group called that their nickname is uh los jamás conquistados which means like it literally means the never conquered so <laughs> they take pride in the fact that they're like a, a indigenous group in mexico that were never conquered because they were like up in the hills and, right that's and, what know. uh they're like they just they didn't even Fernando find was yeah. talking to us about that one yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What, what what would be like a common dinner for in the jamás Conquistados so community. They, so there's a we actually have a recipe for it in the in the book. It's called a, it's a salsa called chintexle, um, chintexle, and a, and it's a, it's it's essentially a, like a you know, when in, in Oaxaca when you don't have access to like if you can't afford tomatoes or if you can't afford fresh produce you can make a really minimalist uh, super flavor intense salsa, salsa which is a you blend a bunch of uh, of uh, of Oaxacan pasilla chiles okay. with uh, dried shrimp paste. Oh my god! Um, and like uh, garlic and salt and spices. Almost like XO sauce, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like, and, a, and you, you think of that as like an Asian cooking. Yeah. You smear it. You smear it on like your on the tortilla with a little bit of quesillo, and oh. it's like it has so much flavor, and oh, it just yeah. stay, and it stays good in your fridge forever. So that, <laughs> that that's that's one of those salsas that 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 group makes. Um, and it's and, and we have a recipe for that in the cookbook. That's awesome. so. fucking delicious. That's, a, that's that's like I don't know. I feel like a lot of Americans' conception of Mexico, especially outside of LA and California it's just like oh Mexican food is like one thing but like there's so much shit in Mexico there's region. so many different traditions yeah, yeah. there's so many regional styles it's and like, I myself was surprised how, how much uh, not, not surprised but I mean I, I, I saw I saw a lot of the similarities that Oaxacan food had with Indian food because they, we use so much spices like, yeah. like yeah. so many like you know right. and it's, it's not just like spices but like we you toast the spices first and you and you grind it. and if you're ever in Oaxaca and, and you see, like, they sell, not only do they sell, like, so when you're in the market in, in an open area, like, uh, in a Tianguis or Mercado, they have two piles of cumin. They have the fresh cumin, which is, like, a greener right. cumin. And then, like, and then, the and, and then, no, and, and then, no, like, so green, fresh cumin. And then they have, like, an older, more mature cumin, ah. which is more intense. Yeah. So you have, like, two within It's, cumin. like, entry-level cumin. Yeah. And then, like, this is the expert. This is black diamond so, cumin. So that kind of, uh, of, of spice literacy is, is what you find in Oaxaca. So that's, that's what makes the food so, um, you know, amazing and, and 
and and and just tasty and, and wholesome and, and damn. And, and also, be- I've never heard the term spice literacy, and I <laughs> love it immediately. That's why you're a food luminary. Thro- throwing out coining terms, like, is that a thing? Did, did you make that up? Um, yeah, I just did. It, I just did. It. I mean, I mean, I mean, you make, I mean, it makes off sense. the dome. Yeah, off it the makes dome. sense. You know, I mean, it, there's taco literacy. There's my school's literacy. You know, it's 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 your it's one's ability to be able to maneuver, eat, and recreate at home. I'm call, I'm, I'm I'm calling it right now. That that's what the what this. Boom. Means. There it is. It's defined. Defined. Yeah. It's going in Spice. the dictionary. Sandwich literacy. I sandwich. Mean, right? There you go. You Joel. On, Joel you, is a highly could, literate I'm sandwich. I'm very literate in sandwiches. You, you, can, you, you can like be like an idiot in sandwiches too, right? I mean, right. You, you know. an, a sandwich savant, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's 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 ins and outs of. Uh, I think of you as a sandwich savant. Thanks, man. Yeah. Like cool. sure, he's not so smart, but like he makes a good sandwich. That's all. That's all I want to be known for. <laughs> makes a good sandwich. Oh man. Well, I mean, it's like it's like getting to the point where you're just eating and traveling professionally. I feel like is such a dream that you know for most people it's just that, just a fantasy. But like you've uh, you've done a pretty fucking good job of making Thank it real. You. Yeah, you know, it's I still I still trip out myself every kind of morning when I wake up. I'm like, well, really, I, I do this because you know because the reason why I got into food writing when I was in when I was in to uh, eat tacos. Yeah, exactly. no, I mean, so no, I was I was a 16 year old punk, you know, just like right. getting. You like, grew up in East LA. Yeah, I grew up in East LA. I, I used to bring like like uh, like some pop vodka and like water and like and like water bottles and drinking in class and you know just get drunk with my friends and and uh, and you know, and, and like, vodka in the water bottle yeah. in school. We've all been yeah. there. Yeah, and uh, you know and and. And I, and I just remember like some some of like my other friends who weren't punks were like majoring in like political science or like right. whatever they want to do, and I was like like I don't want to do any of that. And then I just started reading Jonathan Gold, and I was like this guy gets paid to eat, like I can do this shit too. <laughs> so like and then in my head I was like you know like like some like I don't know if you get there, there's a famous movie called SLC Punk that kind of like yeah uh, I have seen of course you know there you know like that right. that song that that from Fifi that. that the, it's called a, it's mirror it's mirror in the bathroom uh, or I'm sorry yeah mirror in the bathroom blah, blah. yeah and uh, and and that's what I'm playing in my head and I was like man what's what's more punk rock than getting paid to eat that's and I just like I just like I just like fucking pursued that in 2019 so, I think it's cool that like you know in the way that you looked up to him and he kind of became a mentor for you like somewhere down the line you can do that to someone else and pass it on. And like they'll be like, I I read his article about spice literacy when I was fifteen. <laughs> it changed my life. I realized I was spice illiterate. Yeah. And you know, like you can change the trajectory of someone's life, uh, you know, with your work. And I think that's like, you know, outside of just the fun of getting to eat professionally, it's like yeah. you know, it's like it really makes a difference in people's lives. Yeah, you know, and and because and because I was lucky enough to have these kind of, these important mentors, you know, and Gustavo Oriano at OC was was another important one too. You know, yeah, I always always no matter you know you know because life gets crazier as we get sure. older and you know and, and less time and you always got to stop stop and make time to be able to you know to pay it forward to someone else you know yeah. that's how you know if that's how you started you might as well right. someone who was younger mentioning gustavo you're now working at la taco as well la taco yeah you know there we're we're, we're we're coming up kicking ass you know um and that's and that's all i've been under the watchful eye of daniel hernandez you know who i used who was my former uh co-worker at, at, at advice too so you know it's we we're just trying to do what what la weekly um, unfortunately stopped doing yeah it was, <laughs> so. it's an interesting time for los angeles food media because you kind of had la weekly get taken over by this kind of weird cabal of like right-wing oc guys and then you know so that that food coverage just completely dropped away yeah and then you know you got uh former la weekly guys launching the land 
the new print magazine. So it seems like it's like a kind of a tumultuous time for LA food media. But for for some reason, LA Taco has like emerged as kind of like my go-to thing for any kind of food and culture stories. I feel like they're just like on top of it and like really killing it and doing the kind of work that like, you know, LA Weekly should be doing or was doing before they fucked it up. Yeah, and that's all because of of, of, Dan, of Daniel Hernandez. He's such a badass. He's such an old school badass. You know, he's worked at both LA Weekly and LA Times. So he's just like an old school, just cracking knuckle style reporter who just bangs shit out every day. Um, and he's also a great editor. So he, um, shout out to him. And also we do have Taco Madness coming up on May, on, on May 4th. Yeah, plug that shit. So if you if uh, definitely keep an eye out for that, it's the best taco event in LA. It's free to get in, and we have all like the best taco um, people in, in LA um, coming together and 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 uh, and and you can buy the. It's free. The it's free. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it's I mean, I'll, I know where I'm going to be. I'll, I'll yeah. definitely be there. Saturday morning in, down, in, down, in downtown LA. So. Who are your Who are your top? I mean, I feel like it's a really strong time, obviously, just in general for LA food and the, the taco scene. Who are some of your top LA taco picks? You know, right now the 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 talk of of the town is you know Tijuana. Tijuana yes. just came in and tacos came 1986. In, Tijuana came in swinging, man, and you know, and why not? You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's an elegant taco style. It's super minimalist. It's, it was built for LA because it's 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 uh it's I mean essentially a quote unquote healthy taco because it's just it's a handmade corn tortilla, simple grilled meat, semi decent quality. And just a thick smear of, of, of guacamole and yeah. like and like a simple like roasted tomato salsa, and that's essentially what a, a, a Tijuana style taco is. So it's 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 a very easy to love yeah. entry level. It hits taco. all the notes. Yeah. exactly. I yeah. I loved it. I mean, I recently was in San Diego and just walked across the border. Actually, use some Best of your to recommendations to go um, Taco Nazo. Oh, I yeah. tried to go to the other one, but it was closed. But uh, just an amazing time walking around TJ. I fucking just like got like fresh oysters on the street for like 65 cents. They were like yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that style of it's like it's like a guacamole salsa kind of. Yeah. yeah. And it's not it's not seasoned that much. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's it's a little bland. And that's just and, that, and that's the Tijuana style. So you can just taste the rest of the stuff. Like I said, it's it's a very safe, non-offensive taco, but also very delicious. Mm. Was uh, there not a big presence of that style in LA before? Because you know, everyone's talking. Suddenly, everyone's talking about tacos 1986, tacos 1986, Tijuana style. There was, there was, but tacos 1986 was the first one to break like the the West, the West Side, or like not okay. the West Side, but the Hollywood right. barrier. You know, so they, you know, before that, it was get a, that white people dollar exactly. Like, you know, and 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 so before that, you know, you kind of had to drive into had to know. East LA or South LA to find it, and 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 now it was just there for everyone so that was a the, the, the tipping point so, so originally they were in hollywood they got shut down now their current location is in koreatown yeah. but they're also popping up every sunday at smorgasburg, smorgasburg right? so yeah. i actually haven't been i've been joel and i've been talking yeah. about it. we're like we yeah. gotta go check this place yeah. out yeah. yeah when you guys go to smorgasburg also check out machine tacos he's definitely my the 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 next the next kid who, who's coming up and he's okay. like a 20, 27 year old Damn. kid or 28 year old kid a taco prodigy yeah, and he's uh, he has a great story. He, I mean, uh, I mean, not gr- I mean, not great because he is he's kind of sad. But he, you know, yeah, he, 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 he <laughs> has he, a, he overcame he, it. Yeah, he he uh, so he was a, a sponsored skater um, who was on the brink of becoming like a full time professional skater. Really, and then he had a uh, and then he hurt his back. Oh, so uh, then he had to give up. And but then he found tacos as like his next love. And, what's uh, a better plan B than fucking tacos? I, I there know, you go. And uh, and honestly, he's he's doing some stuff that like is you know if uh, some it, like some of the stuff re- re- reminds me of, of West Avila and Quería Tacos and Carlos Salgado okay. and Ray Garcia. So he's coming up as like you know just being he as like the next. 
So uh, he's kind of doing like like Wes, kind of like a higher end, yeah, kind of elevated sure. five six dollar taco exactly. situation. Exactly. exactly. You know, I'm I'm glad that like you know he kind of cleared the way for that because. You know, you could see a world where people like push back against a five, six dollar yeah. taco and they're like, well, I can get a fucking one dollar yeah. or two dollar taco. Why? Yeah. But I think there's like room for everything. Yeah. There's room for a little taco competition. I yeah. mean, what, what's so machine machine are like they're like kind of like a more gourmet. Yeah. I mean, it, what, what one of my most uh, popular articles that I've written is was a, a controversial article called In Defense of the Five Dollar yes. Taco. Yes. Um, I think it was uh, last year. And, uh, and you know, and I kind of I laid it all down. You just kind of like what you're paying for when you go to like a nice Mexican restaurant and, you know, and, you know, with the minimum wage going up and, you know, food getting more expensive, like. Right. I mean, you got to pay for quality. You got to pay yeah. for quality, and and um, you know, and, and I mean, sure, you can have a you know what Wes Avila lovingly called uh, chancla meat, chancla meat flip flops. So it's like <laughs> you, you can have flip flop quality carnasada, or you can have like really juicy, nice, like, like love your life. Yeah, that's carnasada. like the people yeah. in New York who are like, why would I spend all this money? On I'll just get a dollar slice. It's like, yeah. have you had a dollar slice? It's fucking terrible. Yeah, like there's no way to make a good slice of pizza for a dollar, and, and you know, it's the yeah. same thing. You get what you pay for. So. I think it's cool to see that people are like on board with paying for quality and like, you know, fucking supporting great well-made yeah, tacos. The true but the true test will 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 be later on this year when both uh both of like the pretty much the highest profile Mexico chefs are going to open are going to open a a, loca- a a location in LA. Mm. First it's the it's Gabriela Camara. Um, who's opening up with uh, Squirrel? Um, oh with, oh with yeah, she's the chef from Contramar, Mexico yeah, City. Yeah, which is Contramar is like the kind of essential Mexico City restaurant it's to, really be, good. to be seen, to eat. Yeah, and uh, you got to Instagram that fish. Exactly. it's like half red, half green. Or the carajillo, that you know, like the the the, the, the espresso. Okay, so that'll be huge. Obviously, so, very so, hype. Squirrel. Exactly. That that one is primed for success because it's in the West Side and people there. You know, it, that'll it, probably kill. Punta Cabras yeah. is there, and you know, they're, and they're and they're they're still around. So I think people. Are cool with that, and then the other location is that that's gonna be hype too, and I think it's also it's also prime prime for success because this you know this guy has such a cult following is Enrico Olvera, um, who's a chef at Puyol, he's opening up in L.A. Okay, um, two he's opening up two plant based taco I mean, locations. Wow, yeah, and uh, in the in the artist all plant based. What I mean, plant based ish, you know. I mean, so there is meat. There is meat. Yeah, vegetable so, focus. I'm sorry. Okay, so they're gonna yeah. be like. More fast casual style. Yeah. He's not trying to recreate Pujol. Yeah, exactly. I think I think I think what he's gonna do one serious, one kind of more sit down and another, and another more casual. Damn. But in the arts district, we so, got a lot to look forward so to. So modern Mexican, you know, this 2019 should be the year for that. Um, you know, it's it's had a couple of uh, of bumps in the road. Um, before you know, there was that place in Silver, in Silver Lake that was weird. Yeah, uh, the whole Tintuera situation. The Tintuera situation. That place closed, um, but that chef didn't have as much of a following as Andrés Colvera, who you know has been on Netflix. Right. And, Big yeah, man. and uh, it's, it's, it's the hardest seat to get in Mexico City. Um, and then there was the other bump with uh, 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 what's it called a uh, place in uh, like in West Hollywood, close to EPNLP. Um, it was a chef from Mexico. From um, he was a chef from Valle Guadalupe. Verlaine. Verlaine, Verlaine, yeah. Verlaine also closed. That that closed so, within like a year too. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty so, you know, quick turnaround. It's, it's it's you know you got to know what you're doing. Be, uh, broken Spanish still going strong though. Broken Spanish, but not Bia Stacaria. Yeah, not Bia Stacaria. It closed. They're about to. Yeah. About wow, to close, yeah. I didn't least, know that. But not but least located least. It, yeah, week. it's it's not because they weren't uh, they didn't have like okay. people. Yeah, in I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, seems like yeah. Um, well, th- that means we have so much fucking to look forward to, which is very exciting and. Taco Madness on May 4th and upcoming top secret 
Netflix documentary, yeah. and the cookbook. Co- cookbook Damn. coming out October Killing it. One might say a food yeah. luminary. <laughs> Thank you. A fucking uh, a pioneer in the field of spice literacy. Uh, so yeah, let's let's plug your shit. You're at the Glutster. Yeah. On you? Instagram and Twitter. And theglutster.com for you know if you want to reach out. Right. If you still love the blog, you know yeah. we're still going on that blog yeah. shit. By the way, the Glutster was a uh, the, the, uh, was made up from a very st- stupid sixteen year old me called uh, the root word is gluttony. Right. And the last part is hipster. So hey, <laughs> I, there you go. It fucking worked. Owned it. Owned it. It's yeah. catchy. Um, well, thanks so much for joining us, yeah. man. There's like so much, you got Thank so you much going on right now. Thank you guys thanks for fitting into your busy schedule. And sorry for being late. <laughs> uh, no problem. You got to drop your wife out of the airport. You know, it's yeah. like, that's, that's husband wife shit. take care of number one. Husband yeah. wife shit. Joel knows about that. Oh, no, yes. Uh, um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at Carl Hess. You can follow Joel at Joel David Miller. The pod yeah. is at Yap Pod. That's Y-P-P-U-D. You can always email us, yap42069 at gmail.com. Uh, if you're listening to this, Go on iTunes. Leave a rating. Leave a review. It's like it's critical for the algorithm. It's for the algorithm, folks. Yeah. We're out here working for you. Um, Javier, thanks for joining us. Thank man. you was, so much. It was a real pleasure. And uh, now I fucking just want to go eat tacos, which I'm probably going to do. So I, my day is fucking figured out. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, as always. And uh, we'll be back next week. Go eat something delicious.